We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Well, Packer fans, what a night! What a Christmas! You got your Christmas present. Thank you, Rosal Douglas, for a Merry Christmas. I'm Mark Eckel. I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford, Mrs. E. Pack a day podcast for Sunday after a, I don't know what words I could use, thrilling, lucky, uh, Packer 24 22 win over the Cleveland Browns. Again, uh, the Rosal Douglas makes a game ceiling interception with 50 seconds to go. The Browns had driven to midfield looking to kick the game winning field goal. Engage. I don't know what, how, how you were thinking on that last, those last couple minutes, but. I, my my blood pressure wasn't doing real well. I thought it was ball game. Uh, I thought Green Bay was I thought Green Bay was toast. I really did. Watching, I, I was like, I don't know why you're not throwing here. Don't throw. Stop throwing. Yeah. What are you doing? You because especially you have three timeouts. Yeah, you have three timeouts. Green Bay has shown all night they can't stop you on the ground. Why are you throwing the ball? Um, I think that that was. Uh, Stefanski got a little too, I don't want to say cute with it, but I think he got in his own head over it and can, and started calling a game that he shouldn't have called. He should have kept the ball on the ground, take the ball out of Baker's hands, and he didn't. And now Green Bay is 12 and 3 and Cleveland 7 and 8. Yeah, my, my only hope was Cleveland has a rookie kicker who's never kicked in an NFL game before today. He missed an extra point early, which proved to be very costly because if Cleveland went for two another time. Packers, Packers will become pretty good in stopping two point conversions, uh, stopped it. So, I mean, if he makes the extra one extra point, if they kick the other extra point, we're talking about a tie game instead of a two point win, maybe. Um, but I, my only hope was they would get down there and the rookie kicker would kind of, you know, feel the nerves and, you know, being at Lambeau and the fans, you know, yelling and the Packers would have taken a timeout to ice him and the whole deal. And maybe he would have missed, but didn't come to that. Um, this defense now, let me ask you, because I, I just wrote my story for um, Packer Report, and I, I went back and I, again, I covered the Eagles for 30-something years, so I, I, I relate back to a lot of what I learned and, and, and covered there. And Jim Johnson, their, their late, um, I think, great defensive coordinator for all those years under with Andy Reid, um, I, I got to know him pretty well. We, we actually got, a, got along pretty well. But he, he never, when, when we would talk to him about stats, or if, if I talked to him uh 
alone about different things. He never cared about yards, especially rushing yards. He just didn't care. He didn't care how many yards the other team got against him. He cared about points, turnovers, and sacks. Well, Packers gave up 400 and some yards, over 200 on, on the ground today. But 22 points isn't in this day of, of the NFL isn't terrible. Four interceptions is out of this world exceptional. And five sacks, pretty good too. So as I wrote my story, I think Jim Johnson would have liked the way the Packers defense played today. How about you? Uh, I like certain aspects of the way they played today. I mean, yeah, they gave up they gave up a lot on the ground. I felt like there was a lot of missed tackles, which is kind of my problem. There's, there, I think there's a difference between giving up a lot of yards on the ground because like there's just good scheme going against you, and then there's just there was a lot of missed tackles. I don't know, like I can't, I I don't want to see the report of how many missed tackles Green Bay had this week because I know it's going to be ugly, but it was a lot. And Nick Chubb, and credit to Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson, who Dearness Johnson only had four carries and then he had one catch, but Nick Chubb's a load, no doubt about it. One of the best runners in the NFL, one of the most fun players to watch at the running back position. But you gotta, you gotta tackle him. Somebody's gotta be able to take him down once in a while. And the defense also, they had four picks. They very, very nearly had five, six, oh, if you can't, oh, yeah. six, like five Stokes catches the one. Six on Stokes on the two-point conversion that he broke up, right. although I don't know how the NFL rules that because NFL, if you get a catch on a two-point conversion, it doesn't go in the stat sheet as a catch. It's bizarre. Right. Stats on two-point conversions don't count for anything. But yes, I don't know if that would have counted or not as an error. Well, I guess yeah. it would count it if he brought it back for a score because the Packers would have gotten two points, right? Fair, but again, it, but if you catch it, just like a, if you catch a two-point conversion, it doesn't count as a catch. Okay. Plenty of betting people have learned that the hard way this year when a guy doesn't go over on his catches because they're like, it's like he caught it. Yeah, but that didn't count. Um, but no, Nick Chubb just ran all over him today. And there aren't many teams in the league that are going to be able to do that to Green Bay on a consistent basis. Uh, they play Minnesota next week, right? Right. That's one of them. <laughs> Well, uh, if Dalvin Cook plays. Even, well, even if Dalvin Cook doesn't play, Alexander Madison's a decent backup. Like, Alexander yeah. Madison's a solid backup. I just, I was bothered by, and I asked Zach Jacobson this at halftime. He does the halftime AMA every week of, and I, the thing I asked him, what is up with Green Bay playing, playing off coverage so much lately? Yeah. They, there was that stretch in the middle of the year where it seemed like they were playing fast, aggressive, up close, and then just recently they've been playing off, especially on third downs. They're playing at the sticks every time, and, I guess just like third down, Mike Pettin is operating as a uh, shadow uh, consultant for the defense because that's that's all I'm seeing here is okay. We first and second down, great defense. Okay, third down, third we got third and eight. Let's go ahead and play at the let's go play behind the sticks. And it's like, what are you doing? Keep playing what was working. Why it ain't broke? Don't fix it. And plus now with especially with a guy like Eric Stokes, Stokes doesn't do it as much as. Uh, Douglas and King and Shannon Sullivan. And I think that it's because he's got the speed to do, to play up close. And so I don't know if it's just, uh, Douglas and everybody else isn't as, aren't as comfortable and they don't want to get beat over the top or what, but stop, stop playing so soft on third down because you're giving up third downs with way too high of regularity. I want to pull up the third down conversion rate tonight oh, for they them. Were, they were third, seven for 12 on third down with, yep. with Cleveland. Seven and I'm surprised that they had five times that they failed, to be honest. Well, the one time they failed, then they went for it on fourth and got it. Yep, they were four, they were one for one on fourth down. They were seven for twelve on third down. Meanwhile, Green Bay was third and ten for, on third downs. Yep, and, and let's let's be honest, the, the Packers don't win this game without the plus four turnover differential. That was that's the game. Hundred percent. Packers don't turn the ball over again, which they've been. That's been 
when you know when you look at this season and all the good things the Packers have done to get to twelve and three, which twelve and three is pretty good, especially considering they're twelve and two since that whatever happened opening day. I don't even that's so long ago. It, it seems like last year, but um, one of the main things they on the positive side that they've done is they they protect the football. You know, Rodgers Mayfield threw more interceptions today or as many today as Rodgers has thrown all year. Yep, Green Bay is number one in uh, in interceptions thrown this year with five because obviously you have the four from yep you have one from Love. Overall in turnovers, they're first with ten. And then uh, they are eighth in takeaways. And that uh, that doesn't factor in the four interceptions today. That's because I'm just operating off of what we have here. But, yeah, so, like, Green Bay has been taking care of the ball all year long. They are number one, like, they're number one in turnover percentage in that they just don't turn the ball over at all, which is great. And it that that's how you win games, ultimately. That is how... Like if you like if you win get if you don't take care of the ball it makes everything a lot easier because that means your defense is on the field less they don't have to the defense doesn't have to be out there as long which makes fourth which makes fourth quarters a lot easier because your defense isn't gassed and just tired like today Green Bay lost the time of possession and I imagine a large part of that is because in the second half they just never sustained a drive yeah. I don't well, they, the opening they, one the opening drive when they went and kicked the field goal. But other than that, they had. Then they shut it down. After that, uh, three plays, negative one yard, minute and 18 seconds. Three plays, seven yards, two minutes, 16 seconds. Five plays, 17 yards, two minutes, 26 seconds. And then end of the game, three yards, three plays, 13 yards, 43 seconds. The end of that was, that that was good. That was the Dylan killing. So prior to that, you have, not including the field goal drive, you have three drives that totaled 11 plays and like five minutes of game time, five, five and a half minutes. Meanwhile, the Browns had a drive where they punted and took five minutes and fifty-two seconds off the clock. Yeah, which is it? But see, that to me, that's a waste though. To take that much, especially when you're losing, to take that much time off I, the clock. I agree. I'm more just pointing out, like, why, I'm more pointing out the, the fact that they were able to take, like, they held the ball for that long, yeah. which that's five minutes where, yeah, they didn't accomplish anything in terms of on the scoreboard, but they wore the Green Bay defense out and then came out on the next drive, went eight plays, seventy six yards, two minutes and ten seconds, and scored. I mean. Again, and I'm, like I said, I'm earlier talking about Jim Johnson and his theory on stats. And, but the Packers, they, they're going to have to do something to, to be better. Because this is a couple of weeks in a row now where they didn't, they haven't looked, they won the game. And that's, and it's, listen, it's hard to win games in the NFL. They won, they're 12 and 3. So I don't want to take anything away from that. 12 and 3 is 12 and 3. Best record in, in, in football. But they got to, they have to, like we said earlier, either, either keep the foot on the gas in the, in the second half and not let teams you know, make it this interesting, <laughs> like Baltimore last week, Cleveland this week. Um, and they have to be better against the run now. Last week I gave him a pass because Kenny Clark didn't, didn't play. And like I've said a million times, I think he's the key to the whole defense. Well, he, he did play today. Now maybe he was still feeling the effects of having COVID last week. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm no, I'm sure he wasn't a hundred percent. So maybe that was a factor. I, I know TJ Slayton was out there a lot. And was he, he made one nice play where he may have gotten away with face masks, but but he made one. But other than that, he seemed just a, a step slow on every play, like he was a step behind. So I mean, you they they have to get better. I mean, they won the game and that's great, but you don't want to give up two hundred and some yards rushing every week because there's going to be a game where you fall behind and the teams and then the team's going to run the ball like that and they're, and they're going to keep the keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. I mean, that kind of goes back to the thing that I was saying, though. I don't know how many teams can run. I don't know that there's many teams that can run like this on Green Bay. Like, let's look at just the rest of the season. You got Minnesota next week. Minnesota is, is a team that can run like that, especially if they have Dalvin Cook. Madison's not bad, but they have 
They have uh, they have Dalvin Cook's much better. Final week, Detroit. Detroit. Well, Detroit's not, not going to do that. No. Well, Detroit, even, if, even if Detroit gets a lead, they they can't just no. sit on a well, lead. Well, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm you know. Hey, you should I'm be. Detroit just won two straight games, haven't they? I or like, yeah. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm I'm more concerned with play with the teams they may face in the playoffs. Okay, let's look at. The, I mean, let's look at okay. the playoffs. You got like I, Minnesota is one, but that's a team that could make the playoffs. I think actually they have. Did they clinch a playoff spot? Oh god, oh, no, 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 no. They're currently in the wild card. That's what it is they're right now. But they're gonna if they lose to the Rams tomorrow, which it's you know Rams are favorite. greater than zero chance. Yes, if they, yeah. I mean, if they lose tomorrow, though, they're in a little bit of trouble. So let's think that might get in San Francisco. Well, they might. Yeah, and Philly? Philadelphia might get in. And yeah. they run the ball like like that's all they do is run the ball. But here's the thing about Philly. Philly still has to play. They got to play at Washington. They play yeah. the Giants tomorrow, so that's probably a win. Right. But they got to play at Washington, and then they got to play Dallas, Dallas in the finale. Right. Season Dallas could bury. Dallas should be playing still at that point because they're be playing oh, yeah. seeding. Their and then is Washington. If, if if they win tomorrow and then they beat Washington, even if they lose to Dallas, they're nine and eight. Then they got to hope. Then they would need help. But they have the tiebreaker over New Orleans. There's a lot of. Because they beat them head to head. There's a lot of interesting scenarios that oh, are about that, to that, that last spot, that, those last two spots are going to be wide. They're wide open. San Francisco losing to Tennessee really opened up the last two spots. Now you know. I mean, had San Fran won that game, I would have said they're probably in. You know, but now I think I think San Fran, Minnesota, New Orleans, the Eagles. There are teams. There are teams that can run the ball. Washington's out. They're six and eight. There's no way. But. Like there are some teams that can run the ball in Green Bay, but that also factors in they have to get a lead. That's what we were just saying is a right. team that has to get a lead. So yeah, if somebody can come out, get a lead on Green Bay, and then run the ball on them, then that's one thing. But you have to do both. Like you, if you can be able to run the ball, that's great. But as we saw today, if you can't throw the ball to get a lead, you can't just sit on the lead with the run because you. And I'm not. Here's the thing, Philly, Jalen Hurts. I love. I like Jalen Hurts. He's a fun player, but. Jalen Hurts has been very inconsistent as a passer, oh, so sure. can't necessarily count on him to do that. Jimmy GQ can up, just implode at any time. Kirk Cousins can't play any at any time other than one o'clock in the day. New Orleans, what you got? Tre- what is it, Ian Book? Well, the, till for now, they'll have Tre- okay. Oh. Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, whoever it yeah, is, you got to count on all of those guys to show up at the right time, and that's just the wild card. Well, how, about, yeah, how about Tampa and, and Arizona and the Rams? Uh, I mean, the Rams, the Cardinals are slowly imploding. The Rams have not shown the ability to run on anybody all year. Now they can throw the lights out with Cooper Cup, but but I mean, they can't. They haven't shown the ability to run the clock out. Tampa's got Ronald Jones, Le'Veon Bell, and Leonard Fournette. With Fournette, so how, how long is is, for, is Fournette going to be? Rest of the be rest back? of the regular season, at least, and it could linger into the playoffs. And especially since they don't have a, they're especially since they're trending towards not having a first round bye, they are in trouble there. Right. Uh, so the, and then and then Dal- and then Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott is just struggling to run the ball consistently this year. They got, and plus they have the passing weapons to not rely solely on the run. So. It'll be, it'll well, be, so not we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in the future. Right. This, so you're, this, my, my, the bottom line, what I ask, so you're not as concerned about the run defense giving up these yards that they have the last couple of weeks. I don't like it, but I also am acknowledging that the Browns have, in my opinion, the, uh, one of the top, like two, top three run offenses at worst in the league. And that's, and, okay. and if I take out the Lamar Jackson aspect of Baltimore right. and that making the Baltimore run offense special, I'd put them top, top two. The only team that I would put above them maybe is San Francisco. And the only reason San Francisco gets the bump is it doesn't matter if they put you, me, or 
Irene back there, they managed to run the ball well with whoever's in the backfield. So that, but yeah, Cleveland's great. You're, you're going to give up rush yards to Cleveland. It's just what's going to happen. That's what they do. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now, on the positive side, as we said earlier, I love five, I love five sacks and four turnovers. You get five sacks and four turnovers, you're going to give me five sacks and four turnovers every week. I'm probably going to win 98, 99% of the You're going to win a lot more and you're going to lose. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause especially if you're not, as we said earlier, if you're not turning the ball over. Pack, I mean, the Packers had a plus five in sacks and a plus four in, in turnovers. That's the recipe for success right there, and, right? And special teams played well. They didn't, they weren't bad. I mean, they didn't do anything spectacular, but then. But that's okay. Up. Right. They didn't that's okay. Up. If we don't notice you, that's a good that's thing. Right. They had one bad play. Um, Rogers actually had a decent return again. They got brought back for a penalty on, uh, Patrick Taylor. Eh, well, that's, that's gonna happen. I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I'm just saying, that was the yeah, only I like, I more or less expect that to happen. I mean, but the Rogers actually had a nine yard punt return, which if you average nine yards, that's pretty good. Yeah, and a twenty-seven yard kickoff return. He actually looks better on kickoffs than he does on punts. Yeah, it, well, I, I mean, that, and that's a little weird. I mean, I don't really, I never expect that. Like, I never expect a you to look better on, especially if it's one guy that has struggled significantly on one. Like, I don't know what it is about catching punts. Like, I don't know if it's just because it's more vertical or what his problem is. But just if it goes, if it's on a punt, he is looks like he's a. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he's super comfortable out there. No. Well, I think what happened on punts with him is that he's made some bad decision. Not, not in terms of returning, just making the wrong decision. Like, not catching the ball and letting it bounce and it rolls for 15 yards. Um, 
you know, calling a fair catch when he had room to run, you know, not just making, and, that, and they're tough split second decisions that have to be made. And I'm, you know, I, I Bobby, I, I wouldn't want to do it. It's, it's not an easy thing. So I think it was the punt returning became a kind of a mental thing with him a little bit. Whereas kickoffs, it's pretty simple. You stand at the goal line. If it's, although Malik Taylor has messed up a couple, but if it goes in the end zone, you let it go and you get the ball to 25. If it doesn't go to the goal line, you catch it and run as fast as you can behind the blocks that you have. I mean, it's a little more cut and dry. The one, the one really good thing that I want, that I noticed was when the, uh, there was the kick that bounced short of the goal line, but he didn't go to get it. He nope. let it go. He let it bounce. In. He went over there. He's like, okay, as long as it bounces in the end zone, we're fine. He didn't try and go pick it up. He didn't do the nonsense. Who, who was it that uh, tried to catch one last week because it was going out of bounds, and then Green Bay started to drive it like the four, or was that the week Malik before? Taylor. Yeah, Malik Taylor. It's like, just let it go, let, especially with the way the NFL now is, like, we don't want you to return kicks. Let the ball go into the end zone. Let the play start it, let the drive start at the 25, and your quarterback's not going to give you the stink eye. And you'll you'll have a good day. So, also, just real quick, since the year 2000, I did a search. No team in the regular season has won a game while having four or more passes picked off and being sacked five or more times. It's ne- never 100%. happened. I said 99. I was close. Yeah, I, that, and that's just regular season. That doesn't count playoffs. But then sure, that's I'm just sure 2000. So who knows? But yeah, I know Green Bay. Take care of the ball and step on the gas a little more in the second yeah. half, and we'll be okay. I, yeah, I wasn't worried at all until the end when like, all right, it was at, end of the third quarter, it's 24-15. And I'm like, that's fine. You waste, it, it was, they were up nine at halftime, played a whole quarter, and they're still up nine. Okay, this game's, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty confident. And then, um, then they stopped them on that. Um, that's when, well, the Packers punted on the first play of the fourth quarter was a Packer punt. That's when Cleveland got the ball. They moved it. They moved it well, but they got to that. They were actually at the 28-yard line, second and seven at the 28. They had a false start. They pushed them back. Then two sacks, two straights that Preston Smith got a sack. Dean Lowry got a sack. Made it fourth and 22. They got another false start, and that, and they were because they were going to go for it on fourth and 22. And they got the false start. It made it fourth and 27, and they decided to punt. Right then, I thought the game was over. It was eight minutes to go, a little 8.57 to go, almost so just under nine minutes to go. Packers had the ball and a two-score lead. This is good, right? Run the I ball. Don't, I don't think that was a false start either, by the way. I wasn't sure it was either. I no. thought it was. I thought it should have been. I should have thought it should have been offside, but that or nothing. Or, or I, it was nothing. like either offside or nothing. But I was like, when I heard the false start, I was like, you know, as a fan, I'm happy. But as an unbiased person, I don't, I don't know what I. I don't know what they saw there. Um, but they would have thought they still would have had to convert fourth and twenty-two. Um, but they may the way it was going, who knows? But um, but when the Packers got the ball back. I was like, okay, now they're up, they're still up, you're up two scores, you, you have the ball, you know, and they gained seven yards on first down, second and three, and then he did, and then, uh, a second and three, Jones gains two yards. That was third and one, and they ran that little toss. That has worked well this year sometimes, but I don't know, maybe I'm old school. Third and one, I want to give the ball to AJ Dillon and let him just pound away for a yard. Instead of like that little, Tall split that the Browns read perfectly and threw him for a two yard loss and that forced a punt. Yeah, I don't know the. I mean, it kind of like I get it. I get it works every once in a while and it's and you are like, okay, well we can get him out on the edge, but even then Jones isn't like if you want a guy on the edge, Jones isn't the guy. It's you want AJ Dillon doing the 
doing the Derrick Henry on the edge thing where it's like A.J. Dillon makes a corner, make a business decision, or you just want to run straight up the middle, especially with Miles Garrett hobbled. I don't even know if he was on the field at that point in time. Probably if he not. was, he was hobbled. I don't I, I don't get it. LaFleur sometimes makes – I think that was the classic just – the coaches ride with his guy. He wasn't it, – it may not have been the right guy for that situation, but that's the guy he's going to go with for better or worse, and he's going to live and die with that. Kind of like in Arizona when – you have four chances from the one, and you don't run A.J. Dillon one time, and it's like, what are you doing? What? Like, I get it. You want to ride with your guy Aaron Jones, but... Well, I didn't mind time. Jones getting the ball, but I, I didn't like the whole... And I know that play has worked. It was actually a... Rodgers, it wasn't a good toss. He didn't really, like, lead him with the toss. It was kind of low, which I don't know if that kind of broke up the rhythm of the play as well. But anyway, so they get stopped there. And then, so Cleveland gets the ball back, but, like, six-something to go, and they go down and score. On the off, on the Packers were just awful on that drive. They gave up, they gave up games of 12, 8, 11, 10, and there was an incomplete pass, two incomplete passes. Now they got him at third and 10. They give up a 30 yard run on third and 10, and then the touchdown to pass to Schwartz, that cut it to five, or um, I'm sorry, that, that cut it down to, um, 24-22, cut it to two point game. Green Bay gets the ball back again. They used a little bit of clock this time. They did get a first down on, with Dylan. He called a seven yard pass and gained six yards. And then the three pass plays, one over the middle. Adams kind of got his hands on it. You wanted that Denzel Ward made it, made a nice play. One of the few times Ward actually beat Adams in, in, on, on, in the one on one. Um, second and 10, they gained four yards to Jones. And then the third and six, a play that they've, I've seen hundreds of times and it's always successful. This Adam, Adams couldn't come down with a pass from Rodgers again. That's what I thought. Uh-oh. That's when I first said, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good because the Browns are getting the ball back and all they need is a field goal. And in the back of my mind, I was just hoping that the rookie kicker um, would, would feel the pressure. But I'm not, then they also, in the other small part of my back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, because I always think like a writer still, what a great story for this rookie kicker in his first ever game to, to beat the Packers at Lambeau Field with a 48-yard field goal or something. Yep, but ultimately – that didn't happen. No. We didn't have to worry about it. And, and Roswell Douglas. Roswell hey, Douglas again. Hey, you know what? He's not a Pro Bowl player, though. So, I mean. Oh, who cares? Pro, Pro Bowl's a joke. That was a joke. That was the joke. The whole I, thing. I mean, the, the, well, the reason he didn't go is he didn't play it. You know, he didn't play the first whatever many weeks of the season, I guess. Who cares? Oh, I agree. I'm just saying that's, that was probably the reasoning behind the people who You know what? No. That's terrible reasoning as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I don't care if you're, oh, well, he didn't play as many games as this guy. Who cares? Dude has three, five interceptions this season. Well, five, and that's well, here's my other question: Why did the Pro Bowl voting take place so soon? That it always takes. That's the same time. That was four games. There's never what four games left. That, no, it's just this is it always ends right around this time. That's normal. No, well, usually there's not an extra week. So that's part oh, of it. You know? Okay, okay. So you're more saying like, why wasn't there one extra week? week of, well, yeah, at least another week. Yeah, well, right. the NFL because the NFL always makes the smart decision. Come on. Well, Come on. plus nobody and nobody nobody really cares about it, other than the players that get bonuses. I don't think anybody gets like real excited. I, man, I don't. I don't care about the Pro Bowl. I, I don't get. The, it. Only, the only time I care about a Pro Bowl is when it comes to guys getting their like if a guy's got an incentive in his paycheck. Right, right. Which I don't. I'm, I doubt. I doubt Douglas uh, does, but <laughs> but I mean, I mean it would have been a hell of a thing to put to, to, to put in there. And Douglas has played ten games this year, and he's got five interceptions. That's oh yeah, no, he's, five been, he's been incredible. It's been he's had an incredible. I mean and. And, and they're not garbage in us. Like, you know, they're not like they're up 31 to three and he gets an interception. No, they, he won the Arizona game or sealed the, whatever, however you want to look at it. Sealed the Arizona game. Sealed today. 
had a pick six against the Rams that kind of broke the game open. Had a pick six against Chicago. Yeah. So, I mean, in a game that was close until we, I mean, the, the final score doesn't indicate that, but that, that, at that time. That was a close game. It was a game. Yeah. So, I mean, his interceptions have been pretty good. I mean, very timely and, and important ones. Yeah. You know, you know, also had a nice game too, I thought too was, um, Sean Sullivan or Gary too. I'm talking Shannon, about. Shannon had a good game. Got a pick on the, uh, real, on the high throw. Was a, like a really nice catch too. I mean, he, he had to go, you know, that wasn't like right, right at him. He had to, he had to kind of go up and get that. Um, another play that I, that I want to bring up that I thought was very important to the game was the play prior to Razul's interception that sealed it. It was second and 10 and the Browns had used the screen pass to Chubb a few times that really hurt the Packers. And they went with the screen again and Campbell sniffed it out perfectly and bat, almost intercepted it, but batted it down. And that made it third and 10 and then the interception. That was a really good. I thought, I thought that was a really good play by by uh, Devonta Campbell. That was the yeah. No, I saw that one and I was sitting there watching it and that was the classic. You saw the light bulb click off in his head. Wait a minute, hold on. I beat this. Def- I beat this guy way too easy. Something's going on. And he just because you just see him, he stops moving. Like he is. Yep. He stops moving his feet. And he's just looking at Baker in that situation. So he knew what he was doing. So he knew as soon as it happened, he's like, wait a minute, hold on. We've got beat on this all night. Let me just stop. Boom, knocked the pass down. Could have seen, I mean, he could have gotten the pick there, but. Could have. It would have been a nice, it would have been tough, but. But yeah, but that was, yeah, no, Devondre had a great game. That, and that play right there was not the sealer, but it was, uh, it definitely made a huge difference because, I mean, the Chubb had a lot of blockers in front of him. Oh, yeah. Who knows how far that would have gone, you know? And I think he's actually still running if he caught that one. Yeah, he might have been. Um, so anyway, 12 and 3, um, they're, they're going to be, they're, 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 no matter what happens, Later today, they're they're still the number one seed. Um, it would be it'd be really nice if if Washington could upset Dallas. I'm not counting on it, but if Washington could upset Dallas, that would put Green Bay in a spot where they, they win and they win clinch. one of their last two. Yep. So I would really like. I, I mean, in a perfect world, and I know that there's nothing ever is, is ever perfect. Although last weekend was darn near perfect when they beat Baltimore by one and Tampa and Arizona both lost as double digit favorites. That that was about as perfect as a weekend as a Packer fan is going to get. Um, It'd be really nice if that Lions game is meaningless and Rodgers could give the toe another week off and anybody else with a little nick can get a week off. And then maybe the guys who we hope are coming back later, you know, or eventually, or maybe for the playoffs, can get a game, like a, a, a Jair Alexander, maybe let him let him play that game to see, you know, just to get his feet wet again so his first game isn't a playoff game. If uh, let's uh, Real quick, if Jair, uh, Debach, and Z, none of them have played, you're heading into week 18, which is goofy to say you're heading into week 18 none of them played but you know and you had the number one seed locked up because you won against minnesota and you're and dallas is lost you have it locked up all you have to do is win like and you you don't have to do anything you have the number one seed locked up none of those three guys have played but you know for a fact that you 100 percent know they're all going to play in the divisional round of the playoffs do you do you put them out there and risk them getting hurt in a game that means nothing well because this is like playing a guy in a preseason. This is like playing a guy in a preseason game at this point. Well, it isn't. It isn't because they haven't. I mean, I want them. To, I don't want. I want. I, I'm not playing them four quarter. So it is like a preseason game, and that I'm. I'm against sitting guys out the entire preseason too. It's why they open up and lose by 50 points to the Saints because they didn't play all preseason. Wasn't so, it Jordy Nelson that got hurt on like his first catch of the season or something? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Or who is? It? But I'm just. I, I get it. I get this is a hypothetical, and everyone's gonna and every football guy ever <laughs> say, "Oh, well, you can get hurt any game." No, shut up. 
this isn't for you. If you really, if you legitimately have that opinion, you're whatever. I don't care. I'm just. I just I'm wanted more, to get a little bit of game play in before a, a, a playoff game. That's you know every play is crucial. I get it. I I, and I get that, that aspect. It'd be of nice it. to get back to our yeah. If, if they if they're going to play in the playoffs again, if if we're talking about Z- Zadarius Smith, but you know, no, I don't want him out there sixty plays. But put him out there on third and third and whatever, and just get him back into the routine of rushing a quarterback. You know, same with Alexander. Even just put him in, put him in the nickel, let him play on third on on passing downs, just to get his just to get his feet wet again. I don't know. I mean, again, it's a, it would be a nice situation to be in if that if that's the case that they have it all wrapped wrapped up. Now you would sit Rogers. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Especially because there's no like there's no starting streak on the line. Like if he was if it was like a like if he had the the far starting streak, it'd be well, a different story. And, and get him out after a snap or two, right? But yeah, but yeah, no, I'm not. The guy's got a the guy's got a broken toe. It's getting stepped on. Every, it's got stepped on twice this week. So and it's clearly a thing that hampers him if he's got to go into the halftime early when he gets the chance to do right. so. So yeah, no, I'm sitting Rogers in that's if in that situation. It's you have the number one seed locked up. There's no benefit to winning the game. No benefit. No like detriment to losing the game. I'm okay with benching with not playing him at all. That yeah, would be the same. I'm saying anyone time. else that has any kind of lingering, nagging kind of injury that why not just give him the rat? You know, I mean, again, I I go back to when I covered the Eagles a couple years in a row. They had it wrapped up. One year they they didn't wrap they they didn't have the top seed wrapped up, but they couldn't. They were locked in. I think there were three. They were the third. They, they were going to be the third seed. No matter if they won that game or lost, it didn't matter. They were going to be the third seed. And then the other two years they did have the number one seed locked up. And every time they rested everybody. They didn't, they, you know, Donovan McNabb didn't play, Duke Staley didn't play, whoever, you know, um, they just sat most of the, most of his key. Again, anybody that had any kind of, anybody that was crucial, anybody that had any kind of lingering, you know, anybody that was listed on the injury report that, that week didn't play. Which make, again, and it make, to me, it made perfect sense. I mean, like you said, why, why let it, why get a guy hurt in a game that doesn't mean anything? Yep, that's, uh, that's ultimately my thoughts on that whole situation. All right, let's go ahead and get a, let's get out of here and let everybody okay. enjoy the rest of their football Sunday. Uh, Mark, what are you working on? Uh, well, I just put a story up now in the, it's an incident analysis of Saturday's game and, um, I'll have something else later in this week. Oh, well, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to write. We'll, we'll see what happens t- tomorrow and how the seeds look and all that kind of stuff. But I'll have some, some kind of a look at the Packer Viking rivalry probably in the series and what's been going on there. Um, that'll, that'll be on Packer re- report. Uh, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as always at GBridgeford NFL, still covering the Nuggets for Denver Stiffs, doing work with Rotoballer and Dynasty Nerds here in the, final weeks of the fantasy football season it has been an absolutely bananas year trying to figure out all of the different guys who are playing and who are not playing which makes my job extra difficult because i'm still working uh here even on friday night or saturday night trying to answer questions for people uh but that's i mean all my work's on my twitter that's the easiest way to find all of it uh, and then it's a, it's been another wonderful day of Packer football. Yeah, it was close. It was closer than we would have liked it to be, but it was a Green Bay win. And at the end of the day, that's ultimately all that matters. Uh, and Green Bay controls their destiny right now. There's no relying on other teams. That's the way you want it to be, especially at this point of the year. Uh, if they can start to get healthy at the right time, that'd be great too. Because as we all know, as Tampa is finding out right now, it's about getting healthy at the right time and playing your best football at the right time. I think Green Bay, Will show spurts of playing the right, their best football. They just gotta do it for four quarters and do it for 
what, three weeks uh, starting in January. Uh, but other than that, uh, stay warm, stay safe, enjoy the rest of your holiday season, uh, and it'll be a new year by the time next time Mark, uh, Mark and I talk to you, and probably Mike should be back next week as well. So enjoy the New Year's, uh, and as always, carry the G and go Pack Go.